day. So every day we start fresh because we can't affect the past, but we damn sure can make a difference today. Welcome to episode 61 of Shop Talk. It's Carrie and Jennifer. And last episode, we had discussed secrets and lies with both Nakia and Eric, like in the episode. And so this time around, we're covering another show that they uh, like were both in an episode together. Um, and Eric also had like a brief like arc in this uh, show as well called The Mentalist. So that is what we're going to be discussing today. Fortunately, Eric and Makia weren't in the same scene. Unlike I know, I, lies, think, but... I thought they were. Like I, yeah, yeah, I got like really excited, and then I was like, "Oh, it's the other guy." <laughs> but like, but we also had like a good, a, like a longer scene with Eric, so it was yeah. Good. And I mean, yeah. like Makia's like lines that she did have were like good. Yeah, like I enjoyed her. Yeah. So we do have a little bit of news. Um, I mean, it's obvious, but it's September now. So that means it's season premiere month for the rookie and series premiere for the rookie feds. And when you're listening to this, we're like, what, two weeks out? Yeah, I guess. Yeah, 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 because yeah, this episode, <laughs> um, yeah, will be like a little less than two weeks out from the rookie premiere. And then the rookie feds will be two weeks out. So that's exciting. We're like, we're so close, but yet we're so far away. I know. I'm like still waiting for like things to drop, you know, like the poster, like other photos and just. Yeah. Cause we're recording this early. So yes. like right now we haven't seen promo photos. We haven't seen the poster, but like other shows have released their posters and promo photos. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, where is it? Like, give it to me. Yeah. So we yeah. did get kind of close with the one promo photo like i thought that it was gonna be the article that dropped all of them and it wasn't so it was a little long but (laughs) it's fine yeah um yeah it was definitely because like tv line did the exclusive Mm -hmm. well like exclusive photo of chenford yeah so that's fun they're going to vegas which apparently people like predicted and I didn't really I just like I just knew because I was like there's no way they intentionally had him say or like Tim I mean like you know what happens when their cover stays undercover yeah if it's not a reference to like what happens in Vegas you know yeah stays in Vegas kind of thing but I didn't but, think that they would go to Vegas like I don't yeah. know why I just didn't so yeah. then they've had to have worked with like Vegas PD to get jurisdiction in there because even though they're undercover, like they still have to have jurisdiction in the area. Oh yeah. That's true. Wow. I needed to think first. I had to remember <laughs> that Vegas was not in California. I swear I'm awake. It's fine. It's in Nevada. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get. Yeah. Although I don't, well, maybe like if they're, since they're going with Angela, right? Like that's what the article, yeah. well, like kind of the article like implied um maybe she like kind of does that like legwork for them because like they gotta focus yeah I would try to focus I would think Angela and Gray would do the legwork for them like they're going undercover that's enough that they have to do so yeah of course judging by that like well I'm calling it a promo photo like yeah Lucy's like a badass and I know Tim's just like shock and awe like it's fine (laughs) 
Also, okay, so to me, Lucy doesn't look, I mean, she looks undercover, like, because we know that she's supposed to be, but, like, she doesn't have, like, tattoos, like, Tim's got, like, tattoos and, you know, his hair gelled back, like, he looks the most undercover, and to me, Lucy doesn't. Well, I mean, like, this is, like, I mean, I don't know, like, because I know she'll have, like, the nose ring. Mm-hmm. Um, and the nails and yeah, yeah and like nails and stuff I don't know I mean like if I didn't know that like it was like you know Melissa in that photo or whatever I wouldn't just because of the like straight hair is like really yeah. um like a cool move yeah. I don't know I think it's just because maybe like the first time we saw her well her doppelganger that like she'll be going mm-hmm. undercover as she had like the like um like braid like the teased out like braid yeah parody that was like really outrageous and then like the makeup was like a lot more than I mean they still they still have her have like the kind of exaggerated like on her eyes and stuff but not as much like in the season five trailer as they did for 422 yeah and i know that like the rookie will do like a previously on but yeah. i'm not even relying on that i will have to go back and rewatch like doppelgangers and like them prepping for undercover because yeah it's just gonna be so good yeah and i feel like maybe i don't know because i know they had her in like a sort of like plaid in like 422 for that like mm-hmm. five second scene yeah so maybe since it's like hopefully gonna be like longer scenes of like tim in the like plaid shirt um that maybe they were like okay we gotta put like lucy in something else yeah so it's not like t- i mean not that there's anything it's like too much but that'd be kind of funny if they both like did plaid <laughs> but just like it kind of would be a little, a little yeah bad. yeah it would be a lot um i don't know i mean eric said that we're gonna like what they've cooked up for 501 so hey i'm trusting him i know that the rookie has our backs yeah i just i need to like immerse myself more into the show after what has been this week i know yeah (laughs) this week is beginning of september yeah so in other fandom ways yeah um yeah no but like eric's been like you know on that whole like undercover shtick for like a year yeah. now yeah. so it's like you know I mean he literally man, manifested it yeah like the man knows what he's talking about yeah. so we just gotta have you know faith and faith in him and... I mean he manifested Tim Bradford no. getting us a sister yeah and then now he's manifested them going undercover like whatever he is doing is working and I'm gonna need him to keep manifesting manifest yeah. more like yeah. yeah I'm still I still like want to bank on them giving us like a behind the scenes. Like I want a selfie of oh, like yeah. Eric and Melissa hey. both in their undercover. Cause I just, it's I can't, like, come. it just has to, I would just make my, it has to come. like I'm manifesting that. Like, there you go. Like if it comes the day of the premiere, like the day of season five, yeah, I'm, I'm going to literally lose fun. it. I will. Fun. Um, And I all like, I almost need the caption to be like, I don't know, like their undercover aliases, just so that we know if it's Sonia or Saba. Oh yeah! Like, oh my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, that just cracks me up though. That like that they, they don't even know. Melissa, yeah, that like yeah. they don't know. It's so funny. Like yeah. I don't know. I also hope they like live tweet. Like that was fun last season because like yeah. even like Alyssa like live 
um live tweeted with everyone and yeah she hasn't like since then so like yeah kind of be fun I don't know I feel like that Malaric will come on like after the episode and just like troll (laughs) hope so can always count on them yep yeah um another piece of news I mean it's not really news but the rookie feds cast is like BFFs already and they're just they're they're so close they're like I just love seeing their content like they celebrated Brits like engagement yeah and And, like through like a bachelorette like quote unquote like party for her on a bus so it's like where are you guys going (laughs) I need to know why you guys are filming like on a beach like uh, just all over the place yeah so yeah do you want to take the next piece of news I mean you kind of already hinted at it (laughs) yeah I like jumped around um unintentionally this is what happens when I'm like a little tired and a little (laughs) off my game here but anyway yes so um as I had mentioned like tv line like dropped the like exclusive photo of like Chenford undercover they're in like Vegas presumably um and Lucy is like seems to be like pulling a girl like by her hair and mm-hmm. him's just kind of like standing there like look like looking at the situation like I'm gonna assume like maybe he was gonna do something and then right. she kind of like had to step in um because that's like what it alludes to in like the uh like small like write-up in the article mm-hmm. um like alludes to someone maybe recognizing um tim people were it, also speculating that it's the same girl that um is around when tim is like pistol whipped mm, which i think yeah. it could be because it's like same wardrobe maybe i don't know i didn't but. i don't know i'm just very curious because it like said like tim it didn't say like jake or mm-hmm. not that they would say dim <laughs> um in the article but you know like so it like specifically said tim so i'm just kind of wondering if it's like of course i don't know that because like his he's in like character so maybe it right he would like recognize and be like it's jake but i don't know i'm just yeah. i want to know what kind of happened maybe and- maybe like she heard lucy call him tim yeah. You know, because we hear Tim say, like, you have to keep your head in the game. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe. I don't I'm just like I'm so curious and I'm just like, just where's the end of September? Because yeah. <laughs> honestly, like everything's teeing up now and like everything's getting ready. And I'm just like, I am ready for yeah. my shows to come back. So Yeah. Well, and like people have like paralleled it to like the um I guess season three mention when lucy was like i have mm-hmm. a hair like a hair pull technique i've been dying to try and it's like okay, yeah season five she's trying that out so yeah it works yeah tv line also had uh what i'm calling is an episode description um i know for a couple of other shows like they had parts of their episode descriptions in the in like a similar article so there hasn't been anything official from abc but we've got this um and it's officer nolan once again comes face to face with the serial killer rosalind dyer lucy and tim meanwhile find themselves working undercover with detective angela lopez and the las vegas pd to nab the leaders of a major criminal enterprise so 
it's kind of vague but I mean mm-hmm. it gives us the base it gives us the highlights because we know Rosalind's coming back we know Tim and Angela like Tim and Angela have moments so and they're going undercover so I mean it's kind of implied that they would work with Angela um yeah. and then there was an episode title that was that floated around um and 501 is called double down so that's interesting and we still don't have news on the rookie feds so yeah Yeah. i'm interested to see how that one what that one looks like so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely but we can go ahead and dive right into the mentalist because it's a long episode and yeah it was it was a lot let's Mm -hmm. just say that um i have like a like two different synopsis in here like one for the episode and one for the show as a whole just because like even the one for the show was a lot so you want to take us through the one for the show uh sure so for the show anyway it's um like Patrick Jane is an independent consultant for the CBI, which is the California Bureau of Investigation. Uh, It's based in Sacramento, California. And while he's not like an off, like a law, like a police officer or anything, he's like using his skills from his former career as a successful but fraudulent uh, like psychic medium to help the cbi agents solve murders and uh the reason for his involvement is to track down a serial killer uh by the name of red john who killed his wife and daughter and patrick's kind of a con man he like you know abandoned his career and like is teaming up with the cbi to help them solve crimes and he mainly focuses on cases involving uh red john or like um his copycats but as the show progresses, the focus shifts from uh, like general cases to solely this like mission he has to catch the serial killer. And it aired from wow, that's a lot of seasons. Goodness, I didn't realize it had seven seasons. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, it aired from two thousand eight to two thousand fifteen uh, on CBS with one hundred and fifty one total episodes. So, um, obviously, it's Simon Baker's, like, Patrick Jane, um, Robin Tunney, Tim Kang, Amanda Rigetti, uh, Brockman Dunbar, and, like, a lot more Mm -hmm. different, like, guest stars and other, like, recurring characters. And it's a police procedural mystery and, like, a crime drama all in one. So, this one definitely felt more like a police procedural than it feels like svu does like it was just very like step by step Mm -hmm. i don't know i even like i don't know i guess they kind of call like the other shows that we watch procedurals but yet it didn't Mm -hmm. they don't feel like the mentalist did and i don't know if it's because it was from like 08 to 15 so i don't know yeah i don't know it was interesting though um but for this specific episode, Patrick Jane and the CBI unit investigate um, a seemingly unsuccessful attempt at a gas station bombing. And when it becomes clear that Jane's nemesis, the serial killer Red John, is involved, 
Jane and Lisbon reveal that there is a mole within the CBI working for Red John and that their ex-boss Madeline Hightower now is in hiding. Uh, who's now in hiding is innocent of the murder. Um, while Rigsby, Cho, and Van Pelt attempt to protect Hightower long enough for her to turn herself in, Jane executes an elaborate scheme that could expose Red John's mole and potentially draw out the notorious murderer himself. Um, and this episode was part of a two-hour season finale airing in 2011. So, like, this episode description wasn't necessarily what we saw in part one. Um, yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah 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 so uh-huh. yeah um but yeah there was a lot um so we'll kind of just like run through the episode like just like a quick overview of it um and even then it was like hard to outline that because i was like wait what's important and what's not um yeah but alan dinkler um was using a bomb t- to rob his employer a cash emotion store and he like stops by a gas station um and we don't know why at first like it all makes sense at the end of the episode but um we don't really know why at first and you can tell that he's just kind of like on edge and you know i mean he obviously has something like wrong that he needs to take care of um he's like distraught yeah like he's like writing help on the window um and like gets out of his car and like sees cops and then like the cops come up and he's yelling like no police no police because he has the bomb strapped to him and then um he meets with the gas station attendant and the bomb then goes off so um once you know the uh cbi is there and sacramento pd they find out that he was using the bomb to rob his employer the cash emotion store um and it's a loan and money transfer chain just like the payday loans um and it's a cash business that has less security than a bank so he ended up getting away with 50 grand until he stopped for gas and sacramento pd units spotted him um and agent lisbon who i like ended up really liking her i don't know why I- maybe it's just because like she was a female in charge it seemed like um Mm -hmm. but she was like you know lucky for them he only killed himself um and patrick jane wonders why she's there but the director wanted cbi presence because of the media um and so the cbi believes that dinkler was the victim there even though he demanded that he was let into the vault and they think that he was abducted and put into the bomb jacket and then like coerced into committing the crime so the bomb squad like confirmed that the device was controlled by remote and um bertram who's like he's not like the sergeant but he's like the director um he rules out that it's not terrorism but because the person behind it wants money uh but the plan didn't work only through bad luck so they think that the perp will try again um and you know he's like it wasn't a terrorist act but it was an isolated incident for now at least um, and CBI will be in charge of a swift and thorough investigation. Like, that's how he wants it conveyed to the media. So they find out more about the bomb that's hard to acquire and very deadly. And that it's usually in human bombs like this one. Like, there's bomb bearings and other parts to create damage to bystanders. Which we did see in the aftermath of the gas station blowing up. Like, there was... Mm-hmm. I mean, the characters that we did see that were, like, kind of around Alan Dinkler, like, they were okay um they had like some minor injuries or whatever but um and then in like this case like it was just a deadly 10 foot radius around the bomb so 
Um, then the other CBI agents are like going through what they have with Lisbon, like his car, his phone. Um, and so she kind of like divvies up the assignments, like Rigsby and Van Pelt are going to go talk to his coworkers, um, you know, and then her and Jane are going to go, you know, kind of figure out some other things. So we go, we follow Rigsby and Van Pelt to talk to their coworkers and they approach Tracy, who was played by Makia um at the front window and they ask to speak with her boss like because it turns out that he's already speaking with another agent um who is patrick jane and he doesn't work with the cbi but like he's always just kind of there it kind of reminded me of castle how like um you know beckett would like be on a case and castle would just like happen to show up or like already be there at least in the first like few seasons or whatever um yeah there were quite a few moments that kind of reminded me of like castle yeah and it's interesting because when you look up the show on google castle comes up as like other people have watched us so yeah um but then you know tracy's quiet and it's shared that she's been quiet and emotional um until she kind of like chuckles at her boss who then unleashes on her when she's talking to patrick which i didn't like because don't yell at makia's characters please like (laughs) no yeah. Um, this is like the first time she wasn't like super tough right off the bat yeah like her character it was yeah interesting to see her play someone meeker maybe yeah because <laughs> yeah. even like when makia was in chicago met like she was still like tough like she had a yeah. tough exterior for being a doctor like yeah mm-hmm. so um, but it shared that Dinkler made Tracy and Drake go into the vault um, once it was open and like, well, he shoveled the money into the bag. Um, and then he locked Tracy and Drake in the vault, probably to suffocate them. Um, and Tracy, you know, shares that like he knew that there was ventilation and that they'd be all right. Um, and then his her boss talks down to her and like belittles her. And I'm just like, nope, don't like that. No, nope. Um, and she shares that Dinkler was a good person, wouldn't want to hurt anyone. Um, so while Patrick's talking to Drake, getting the overview of what Dinkler did, Patrick then locks him back into the vault. I mean, he kind of deserved it, like, honestly. I don't know. So then Rigsby and Van Pelt are showing Tracy, like, a sheet of some, some CDs that were in Dinkler's car um, containing the client transactions from the past two months. And so it turns out that he must have gotten them from the vault and you know like not even the people that work there are allowed to see those sheets so it was interesting um how he one knew where they were and two how he got them so um tracy then gets emotional saying that ellen just kept apologizing when like he first came in um and she didn't know what was going on and why he kept saying like he was sorry and patrick then tells her that like she can go home and you know she apologizes that she wasn't more helpful um and like you said, it was interesting to see Makia kind of play this role because even though she had like one little scene, she wasn't as like tough and um, like outspoken as like her other characters have been. So um, Jane then says that he knows like the real motive for the robbery, um, saying that Dinkler like left as much as he took um, and half as much again. Um and then like he just left it there in the vault so he comes to the conclusion that the killer must have told him that the money was on the object and to steal like the real thing you know the real item 
which was a list of customers on the CDs that he took. So, you know, like he hasn't figured out why the killer would want the CDs, um, but that's more important than the money in this case. So Van Pelt comes in, says that Dinkler's car was nearly full with gas. So now, like, the real question is, is why did he stop at that gas station then? Um, And then at this point, we had Craig, who was Eric Winter, um, walk by and, like, he wants to talk to Van Pelt. um, And he was, he says, you know, I was across the street for a prelim and wanted to say hi. Um, And he tells her that some break will come in the case um he even has like a nice little surprise for her which is kind of a pre-wedding gift um and he opens a box and it's a necklace and he shares that it was his mother's okay this is like the only little bit that we had of eric in this episode but like i don't know it was just it was what i want for tim bradford really i just had like so many questions (laughs) (laughs) and it was just like none of them really got answered but i was oddly okay with it what was it? Because, what were the questions? Well, just like I had no idea. I was like, "Oh, okay." She like Grace is like engaged, mm-hmm. and like there's like wedding stuff going on. I was like, "Oh, okay." Like yeah. there's just all this stuff, and then just well, since like I know Amanda Rigetti from the OC, it was so she was also hilarious. in Chicago Fire. Oh yeah, that's did you know right. that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just so funny to me to like see her, and I'm like, yeah, oh right, her okay. She like Eric Winter plays her fiance. That's so fun. Yeah, it was well, and Eric was like in a suit, and I mean, obviously, we said that we said last episode like we want him in a suit again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, no, it was just it was interesting to see him as like a lawyer is what yeah. I mean. yeah, mm-hmm. um, and it was it was cute to see like their dynamic because they were like they weren't an angsty relationship because you know they're engaged to get married like I don't know she was just all excited to see the surprise he was excited to give it to her like it was just cute and then yeah it seems solid mm -hmm. and Lisbon like walks by and like tells her you know like hey we need you to do this um and she's like okay no problem boss and then um you know like later in the episode Van Pelt's like uh your bridesmaid dress is ready and Lisbon just does not look like she wants to partake in the wedding festivities, which is interesting because I didn't get the feeling that they were like enemies, but I got the feeling that like Lisbon wanted to very much keep that like work balance and like I'm yeah, your boss, just, you're like you're my subordinate. Yeah, I just didn't really like they weren't like you said they weren't enemies, but I also didn't really get the vibe that they were friends. Yeah. So I was just like yeah. a little again a little confused, had questions. Yeah. So, so then Jane and Lisbon are back at the gas station. They find out that Dinkler asks for the restroom key. Um, and so they go into the bathroom to find a string of numbers with Windsor after it. Um, and so now they're on a mission to find out what that means. So they like go back to the um district and they end up finding addresses with the string of numbers and Windsor in it and everyone like struck out on their locations when they were looking at them or looking like traveling to them um but you know not finding anything to tie back to Dinkler and Lisbon when Jane calls Lisbon's like yeah I have one last um location to check out and it's an old high school and Jane's like well what if you need backup and she you know says I'm gonna call for backup then um because it's kind of like a dicey area 
Um, and so he ends up going and hears a loud thud when he gets there. He finds Lisbon like on the ground. Um, and she wakes up and has a bomb vest on. So that's nice. And I feel like because I watched this on HBO Max, if there was commercials, the commercial would cut right there, like for sure. So um, he then like helps her get out of it and she talks him through it. Um, and the cell phone starts ringing and they both jump like she is mortified she's just wondering like she's freaked out and so the phone is in her vest um, and she's not sure if she should answer it she's um, you know kind of like we shouldn't answer it and Jane's like well but like we don't know if this is the bomber or not like you know we should answer it and she's kind of wondering like if it'll set off the bomb and Jane's like there's no way to know so they end up answering it and um it is the bomber on the phone. He wants to like go to the, C- the he wants them to go to the CBI and obtain cash. Uh, oh, obtain the two cash emotion discs for from the evidence uh, storage. He doesn't know that Jane is there until Jane like speaks. So the bomber is like, you know, I you have thirty minutes, and then once you get the CDs, I'll tell you how to disarm the bomb. So you know once the bomber hears jane you know he wants jane to join them or join lisbon on this so um jane's like what can we call you and he avoids that he also has a couple of other ground rules um they can't alert anyone to the situation and they have to keep the line open and if they don't follow the rules he'll detonate the bomb so then we see jane and lisbon at the cbi um or so we think and he's unlocking the door because like while they're driving like they're kind of getting more hints um and he's unlocking the door and while he's doing that you know he kind of whisper like he talks to her kind of stalling um but he's like you know if this doesn't turn out well like you know there's something that i've been wanting to tell you for a while and she's like are you sure that this is the right time um and the bomber can obviously hear them because the line is open um and I don't know his facial expression didn't show that he was kind of getting pissed off but you could kind of tell that he was like getting antsy um and you know they they're stalling until the door breaks down and they bust in um so you know the bomber's like i'll detonate the bomb and you'll die and then jane's like and so will you um so he basically has two choices he can disarm the bomb or die there with them so they they end up like working together as a team they kind of like fake out the bomber because She's like, leave, Jane. Like, this is an order. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. So um, they take the bomber down. And when they meet with the rest of the team, they share that he wouldn't tell them why he did what he did. Um, but there's a reason behind everything that he did. So they put the bomber in the car. And he ends up getting one hand out of the cuffs. Um, and he ended up trying to escape, but was shot dead in the car. Because, like, Jane and Lisbon are, like, walking away, talking, arguing, and then they hear the gunshot, so. Yeah. Um, then we find out Jane knew, like, we find out how Jane knew that it was the gas station attendant. Because when they're in the car, and they're, you know, kind of, they're listening to the bomber, and they're kind of, like, whispering, talking, um, like, almost fighting in a way, she keeps writing down, like, question marks, and he then like makes like a quick right turn sharp right turn and you know they're on a different path than to the cbi so um jane realizes that the bomber could speak directly to dinkler and he knew that there was no need to leave dinkler a message 
So the bomber could have told him where to go, just like he did to Lisbon. Um, but, you know, the message was fake. And the question of why Dinkler stopped at the gas station was, was answered, which was to deliver the customer list. Um, so Dinkler was probably told to, like, wait in his car until someone would approach him. But then it went wrong, obviously. So when Dinkler got out of his car and the cops approached him, the attendant ran back into the gas station and triggered the bomb. Um, which it was cool to see like kind of the flashbacks like what happened you know like before the bombing so um and then the list wound up in evidence so the attendant set up a trap uh leaving a simple code for the cbi to find um knowing that he could get the agent to retrieve the list for him so bertram was like he asked what was so important about those client lists and at this point, Lisbon's like, we're still trying to figure that out um, because there's a lot of customers on the list, but, you know, we're going through them. Um, mm-hmm. And Bertrand's like, well, the case is closed pretty much because, you know, the bomber is killed and yeah. Um, so then they get a call that someone else was killed by the bomber, like well before, you know, the bombing even really happened. Mm-hmm. And they figure out that the bomber used, that this is what the bomber used to find Dinkler. Um and it was also determined that the bomber in this case is connected to Hightower, who is a fugitive and killed two people, nearly killed Jane as well. Um, so when they find out, like, Jane and Lisbon bolt because, you know, and they're like, we were never here. And Kimball, um, who works, you know, closely with Lisbon and everything, is all confused, but he's just told to keep quiet. So it turns out that Red John is behind the bombs and he's on the high tower and that they have to warn her um but they don't know how so then at the end of the episode jane goes back into like a hotel room and he hears like water leaking from the faucet he goes to shut it off and he's like who's here and it was high tower with a gun like outside of his bathroom so yeah. that was the cliffhanger for the mm-hmm. hour one of the two hour finale so mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it was a lot it was a lot and it was interesting like i don't know i mean this episode was case heavy and it was nice to kind of see like it wasn't just a one and done case like it was kind of like going on maybe it's because it was the series the season finale but also like this red john i mean had something to do and like with every episode it seems like so yeah yeah but mm-hmm. That's just kind of like the general like overview of the episode because it was a lot and like there wasn't that much Erica Makia stuff as like I thought because I've only really watched the episode like up until Makia like Eric showed up so I didn't really like I this was the first time that I'd watched like the full episode because I mainly like I'll do that sometimes I'll just go in and like see what like previous like what actors have done previously um, but it was interesting to just see like the little parts that they had and how like Craig was like connected to, uh, to the CBI. So. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we're just going to kind of do like how we usually do, like we'll do our general thoughts a little bit um, yeah. and then go into like, you know, similarities or little parallels with like Tenfer and then like things we'd maybe want to have happen on the rookie that like yeah happen on the medalist. Um but like I don't know. I just thought it was like 
so bizarre to like see well like that Alan was played by Jesse Lee Soffer um and it was just funny to see him as like a quote unquote bad guy but like mm-hmm. his character is like really like a victim in the situation yeah and, like just so like he's like that like I don't know like what to call like a I don't know like it's like know, a point like oh in a way right kind of yeah but it's like point like you know like kind of like point zero like and then yeah. it just everything is like weaving out like from mm-hmm. his like unfortunate demise um yeah. and I just I don't know like I kind of wish there was like an actual like that they showed the like part of like Alan making like Tracy and Drake go into the vault uh-huh. so we could have had like a Jesse and Makia scene yeah. but that's just me being secular yeah um <laughs> Well, because, like, their names were listed next to each other on, like, a little guest yeah. star list, so that was fun. Um, yeah. When I first watched this episode, like, because I wanted to just see, like, the part that Jesse was in, um, I didn't know that Makia and Eric were in it. Yeah. So when I saw their names roll across together, I was like, oh, okay, this is fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was just kind of funny that, like, Makia's character is, like, named Tracy yeah oh my god i never even thought of that fun random chicago pd little connections um but also that oh my god i just thought it was so hilarious when um patrick locked drake in the vault because he was like yep okay see you later like he let and he just like he just left yep (laughs) um it was just great um and then he didn't really tell anyone that like he had done that did he no no because um drake like later you just see it's like hello yeah (laughs) hello like anyone there um yeah and so again I had I like I knew Amanda Rigetti was a part of the mentalist I just like I just forgot and like it was just fun because she played Haley on the OC no one else probably watches that show but if anyone ever has (laughs) good for you because it's a great show um but yeah so that was just fun because she looks about the same too and it was just it was just so funny. Like, I had no idea that, like, Eric was going to be, like, her character's, like, fiance. Like, that was so funny yeah. to me. Um, when I first watched this episode, I saw her and I was like, I know her from somewhere. Like, I, I just know her. And so then, where do I go? Like, IMDb to look her up. And I'm like, she was in Chicago Fire. That's why. Like, I always yeah. have that. Like, I'm like, yeah. this character looks very familiar. I know that this actor has been in something that I've watched before. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I just thought it was like kind of well like you had mentioned it earlier like Craig like is like a lawyer type character and so it's like just interesting how like because like on Secrets and Lies like Neil was like working at the firm yeah. um, and so it's just like interesting how like he's like kind of like Eric usually plays a guy in like a suit or like a uniform yeah so whenever he's like guest starring on things um and like for me anyway like the I saw like a few like castle like parallels because like well at least in the specific episode that we had watched like castle had Becca standing on like the trigger plate and like yeah castle had to like help her out of it and then like never the mentalist had Lisbon in the like in the vest and um Dana said help her out of it I never so, even thought of that yeah 
Um, and I also just want to know, like, Lisbon, like, specifically praying the Hail Mary. I just want to know if she's, like, Catholic. I'm assuming she is because she had, like, the patron saint, like, yeah. necklace. Um, well, and even Jane was, like, she's just praying. And if I had someone to pray to, too, I would do the same. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And it was just crazy. Like, Gupta with the voice machine was, like, so creepy. I hate, yeah. I just hate, like, things like that. Like, it just it freaks me out sometimes. So, it was, like, it was creepy the way um, that they were like showing it and then I was like okay who is this and then yeah I saw like a brief shadow of him and I was like it's the gas station dude and I was just like wow this took a turn that I did not think that it would yeah mm-hmm. yeah and I just felt I mean I felt bad for poor Alan like he was the, like he was so yeah well like you know young, yeah and he was just like you know like a pawn kind yeah. of in this like bigger like grand scheme of things yeah um and I think I just maybe feel bad for Jesse Lee Soffer after everything has happened <laughs> I swear we did <laughs> fandom this week so I'm I think that's still, why I'm still on well like we did not plan this no yeah um, yeah so. and so I think that's kind of why um but just like there were like a lot of moving parts in this specific episode and like yeah I didn't there were a couple places where like I didn't quite understand how like things happened like I wish they would have shown a little bit more of like how Teresa got I mean I guess they didn't want to reveal like who it like who the yeah person was right away but so they could have done it like elaborate with like shadow you know or just seen like an arm or a you know whatever yeah like I just wanted to know how Teresa got placed in the bomb vest instead of just a thud and then hello here's Patrick I feel like they could have done it kind of like how they did with pretty little liars like when A was like messing with them yeah but yeah no it was still it was interesting and like I said it was interesting to see how like the beginning of the episode kind of took place at the end like with flashbacks and when they were yeah. like recapping and everything so mm-hmm. yeah and then just like how exactly like she and Patrick found the room that he was in like I don't know it was just like I guess maybe if we like we watched part two maybe they'll show, like a little bit more I don't know yeah but it kind of seemed like that like that part anyway was like done because even the guy was like at the end they were like okay hey, this is like you know case is like done like they're yeah good and so I feel like maybe part two would focus more on like high tower and stuff which yeah I'm sure that ending would have made more sense to me had I known like the full like history of yeah of that whole thing I also feel like maybe they found the room that Gupta was in because like he wasn't talking necessarily but like he kind of was because he was kind of like you know let me know when you get to the door or whatever mm-hmm. um but yeah it was it was interesting how they like found out which room he was in so yeah but yeah I mean it was a cool like cool thing definitely different I'd never watched an episode of The Mentalist in my life yeah so it was fun I remember it being on like more when I had cable but I think it was more like reruns at that point yeah like I remember seeing stuff I think like seeing brief like things like on commercials or something like yeah for, you know a new episode of the mentalist because it was on you know like it finished up not too too long ago right so yeah um yeah i don't i mean there were a few parallels that i had for like the rookie and the mentalist um but it was more so just like 
parallels overall um not no. so much like chenford but it was like how like when van pelt was saying like oh yeah your bridesmaid's dress is ready for pickup and all that and like lisbon's look i don't know i kind of got like angela lopez and nyla harper vibes off that because yeah. she was kind of like she wasn't disgusted but she was kind of like why did i do this and like annoyed in a way um and then even at the end like when um you know she tries on the dress and then like jane walks in and everything and he's like i asked her to make you a bridesmaid because i knew how much you would hate it and you know you look very great like you look it's a very feminine dress or whatever i got some like castle vibes off of that because i don't know jane just reminded me of castle and i was like you're just kind of annoying to me um yeah but then i also kind of got like some angela and tim like man of honor vibes um, yeah that's what i have yeah yeah like when but, patrick saudry said in the dress i was like oh yeah it's like when angela had the 911 oh yeah I, and then, I didn't even see that yeah yeah um so there was that and then even just like like craig stopping by to see van pelt like you know on the like during the day it was very much like Lopez and I was like well as soon as you started saying that I was like oh yeah it's like Lopez like Wesley yeah 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 for sure and and he's a lawyer yeah yeah oh Oh, trippy yeah right (laughs) awesome so yeah those were kind of my parallels I mean for me it was kind of hard to see not necessarily because like Erica and Mikia weren't in a lot of it like they weren't um but it was just very much more procedural and like yeah more of a crime drama than like the yeah. rookie is so mm-hmm. yeah but it was so it was good it was good to watch so yeah um tim bradford would have totally pulled like a patrick jane and locked the guy in the vault though and like oh, been yeah. like sassy throughout the the questioning at like the cash sure. motion place yeah so yeah that was fun um can i also just say though that like patrick's last name being jane like throws me off so much i know i kept thinking that it was a female that they were talking about i don't throws know why. me off so much because even like my description on hbo max was just like you know jane finds out that i'm like isn't the main like the lead like the guy like you know simon yeah. baker i was like what is this like i was yeah. so confused but anyway um so aside from that i don't know there were just like little things like the wedding stuff reminded me of you know like Tim talking to Angela you know just like getting ready for like the wedding and like the man of honor Mm -hmm. stuff like you had said um and I don't know really the only like kind of Chenford thing was like the kind of like the scavenger hunt comments like Patrick getting like excited about that yes but then like Lucy would totally be like Lisbon in the situation because like she was like okay and like I like I got this like you don't have to do it like I got yeah. it <laughs> yeah um, and like Lucy was so excited in the poetic justice episode to like you know solve everything and like yeah just like kind of took off and like their banter kind of reminded me of Tenford a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah but I mean really just like I don't know and then just like oddly like another kind of offbeat thing was like Patrick roaming around like the school in the dark kind of reminded me of like Brolin in like 405 just like wandering around yes. in a the dark theater yeah and then like hearing something and then going to investigate obviously yeah. it's one person instead of two but kind but of the same so, idea. yeah yeah just I don't be vibes <laughs> yeah the scavenger hunt also kind of reminded me of 
and we only watched like an episode of castle but i got this vibe because i've seen like other episodes like random ones here and there um of castle too and like how you know castle would just kind of show up or like kind of beat beckett to the punch so yeah yeah, i don't know i definitely got and the castle was obviously produced and created and you know everything by the people who do the rookie so i don't know i feel like i was able to draw like castle the rookie kind of parallels so Mm -hmm. yeah um and then of course we have a wish list for the rookie because you know we always want to see different things on there so i mean listen we talked about it last last episode about seeing eric in a suit warm and i'm just reiterating it like we need to see that at this point like it wouldn't be canon for it to be tim bradford because i mean i guess unless he was going to court one day we saw gray in a suit going to court um but i would love to see tim bradford in a suit like undercover or something obviously i mean i guess he could go undercover as dim in a suit but i don't think that that would happen <laughs> so be funny yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know like like i said before like this episode was kind of hard to outline just because there was so much going on um but it might have also been because we kind of came in at the end of season three so we were like right in the middle of the show anyway um but there was still a lot that you had to like pay attention attention to and i would kind of i would like that for the rookie um there's some episodes like where you really have to pay attention to like what's going on um but there's not like many and there's not many like case heavy episodes. Um, and I think that's just how like the, the mentalist is in general. So it would be interesting to see like more of a case heavy episode, even like a couple of case heavy episodes, like in a row. Um, and then yeah. obviously have a little bit of comedy in there, you know, kind of sprinkled through throughout. So um, another thing that I kind of, noticed and this i guess is more like a chenford parallel um but i got the sense that lisbon and jane were the enemies to lovers trope like they probably were but in season three it was like very evident that they were um and that kind of reminded me of chenford in the beginning because you know like she was very much like oh yeah like i'm gonna do this and tim was i don't know i don't want to say like enemy in the sense of like he didn't want her to succeed but he wanted to challenge her um and so that kind of made him be the enemy in a way um but to me jane was just like annoying and tim was just more stubborn so nowhere near like richard like literally okay here's the tier at least in my opinion it's like richard castle top Mm -hmm. tier of annoyance yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Patrick Jane and then way down at the bottom you got like Tim because John Nolan's before Tim. yeah John Nolan's like in the middle so, so yeah. yeah um our friend Lauren no might be like <laughs> why did you call Richard Castle annoying but no, she also but yeah, might sorry, agree Lauren. so <laughs> yeah um but yeah so and then I also thought that it would be interesting for the rookie like if they followed a case or a suspect for a long period of time like we saw that with like Roslyn we saw that with La Fiera and we kind of saw that in the backdoor pilot of the rookie feds like Mm -hmm. um, but it would be cool to see it again and more of an intense case like where they're following it I don't even need it to be for like the first like half of the season like just give it to me for like maybe five episodes um Mm -hmm. and you know have 
have the storyline kind of like affect someone else um yeah but yeah so that was kind of my like wish list for the rookie yeah um i had like a few things kind of in like a similar vein like i don't know like when you had mentioned like the backdoor pilot like being like a parallel like for me i could kind of see like kind of like similar like following i can't speak wow following a criminal for a long period of time but then also just like a i know they did like the virus episode in like season one like that was the finale that was kind of like a mass like crisis situation mm-hmm. kind of like something like that maybe like i mean it doesn't have to be like a you know a bomb strapped to vest type right. episode um but just like kind of just like a you know like you have to like jump through a bunch of hoops to figure out like who's behind it all yeah much like they did with like the season one finale or like how they did with the feds crossover so um i mean i also wouldn't be opposed to seeing like a bomb strapped to someone this sounds so bad to say like a bomb like strapped to someone but obviously it's disarmed but like yeah seeing how someone else would like go about like taking care of it i would they did that thing where like Jessica came in and like did that and like yeah. everyone had to try to like get her to disarm it. So I mean I would not trust John Nolan around that to like disarm <laughs> one. So let's have like Although he was the one life. that like won the challenge. So yeah. Jessica doing that. So um, Yeah, but I don't really want yeah, to see him try and disarm a bomb again. Like give it to yeah. uh give it to Nyla or Angela. I mean that's even true. like lucy i feel like lucy could really figure it out yeah. well because like remember in season yeah. four like the episode where he like took was he was still holding the grenade or whatever and then like, yeah lucy was like can you take that outside like move. and he's like running i'm like yeah come on so maybe he is a little bit like not like spazzy but just like you know doesn't like doesn't think. really like think things yeah yeah like, think things through i mean yeah. listen i john nolan you're a special character and like you know we love you like you're yeah you know the star but also oh, like, yeah, like no hate just, like we yeah. just we just have a, <laughs> a few you know a few things that. that he could do a little better with i guess yeah yeah, yeah. and one of um, them is is getting explosives away from yeah the situation so yep. yeah yeah um and i don't know just like it's like there was like that um and then i don't i don't know like because it sounds kind of bad to say too like i don't really want like a forced like moment where like chenford's kind of like forced to like say their feelings or like start to say something but like it was just interesting that they had like you know patrick start to do that Mm -hmm. um to lisbon in the mentalist and like i don't know because like i feel like though in a way that like because both of them were kind of stubborn in yeah. their feelings. So I almost feel like a kind of situation where they would, you know, last moments on earth type thing. Like, you know, like the thing in 206, like if that were to actually like be like for real, like a yeah. um, missile threat, like that kind of thing. Like maybe that would finally just be the catalyst to like, you know, push them to, you know, confess or whatever. But, I also wonder, like, and we would probably get this answer if like we had kept watching the mentalists and like later on down the road um but i wonder if like she ever brought that back up 
yeah or like if it was reciprocated or something like i don't know part of me thinks that it would but then i'm also yeah. like mm, i don't know it could have just been like a plot device in a way so yeah but i definitely got the enemies to lovers trope in that yeah. like so i wouldn't be surprised if they did like get together mm-hmm. yeah um and then just like this similar thing even though it was kind of like a device to like distract um Gupta from everything it was like you know still like Patrick's not leaving Teresa so um another you know castle parallel because you know Richard was not gonna leave Kate at all so um yeah and just I don't know just like more sassy moments on the rookie and like more of their like personal lives mentioned at like you know in the workplace too because it it worked well on the mentalist and I feel like they could add more of that in um, yeah on the rookie so yeah yeah um yeah I don't know this this episode was just interesting like I said I thought that there would be more Erica McKee in it um so we apologize if you were expecting more because we kind of were too (laughs) but also (laughs) like just knowing that they were like in the same episode like they were in like the same orbit kind of not not totally because it was like different like scenes obviously um kind of different sets but they were kind of like in the same orbit so yeah yeah it was just fun yeah it was and we Um, got like technically if you want to count like chicago pd amanda chicago fire nikia cox chicago med yeah all the four when chicago was like a huge thing so yeah perfect um which i will totally take yes um but yeah so if you want to watch the mentalist it is available on hbo max the roku channel prime video and apple tv um and like we said it's like it's seven seasons and it's hour-long episodes so it's a long show and like for this one episode i was like oh my gosh like it it's just a lot so um yeah i I mean, it wouldn't be as easy of a binge as, like, The Rookie would be, but mm-hmm. I'm sure, you know, like, people have definitely been shed. So, um, if you liked this episode of Shop Talk, um, you can leave us a rating and review. Um, it would really help out the podcast, and we would love it. Um, you can also find us on Twitter at the Shop Talk Pod underscore, or email us at shoptalktherookiepodcast at gmail.com with all of your thoughts. Um, you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm at jstark804. And I'm at Carrie Hyman. And that's it for us. We'll be back next week with our season five wish list episode. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys. Go get them, boo.